Welcome to the Sweetness of Trial podcast and commentary. My name is Chuck Malone, and I am the author of the book, The Sweetness of Trial, a perspective to help you win, not just endure. Available in both paperback and Kindle on the Amazon book platform. Written by Charles P. Malone. On today's episode of The Sweetness of Trial, Book Reading and Commentary, I have titled Episode 4 as The Article. You will hear me say over and over in this podcast and in my writings that trial has purpose. I don't believe that our heavenly parents take joy in seeing us suffer, self-imposed or caused by circumstances out of our control, but we can grow from trial even from horrific trials such as losing a child, a spouse, or a dear friend. We do need to remember that the purpose of earth is to be tested, to be tried, to become like God. If you believe that, and I pray that you do, or at least don't feel threatened by it, then we should remember that our heavenly parents lost one-third of their children to outer darkness. They will be resurrected in the afternoon of the second resurrection, which will happen at the end of the thousand years of millennial reign by Jesus Christ. They will not ever see those children again. They do know how it feels to lose a child. I guess I took a detour from where I was going with the purpose of trial idea that led to the article that became the inspiration for the Sweetness of Trial book and now podcast and commentary. I was at my lowest point, humbled and seeking help in finding a replacement for my lost income. What I found was a source to help heal those who might be confused over the why of trial. The source was writing. It was a gift that my psychology professor at ASU discovered long before I did. Heavenly Father knew it was there and just wanted to use this gift to bless others. And from the reviews of the book, I would say it is doing just that. And that is humbling to me. But isn't the purpose of gifts to, one, discover them, and then, two, to see that they are used in such a way as to bless Heavenly Father's children and our own lives? This article I'm about to read was published in an online newspaper owned by Deseret News, and it was the first of many such articles I have been blessed to have written and see published for others to read. As I knelt by the side of my bed at the conclusion of the Sabbath, Knowing that Monday would bring another week of endless job searching, I recognized a sweetness that is not present during times of plenty. 
tears that form today are absent when ritual undertakes sincerity and purpose. Much has been written about the good that comes from trial. I have read much of it. In addition to reading about it, I have experienced firsthand the change that comes from being served with trial, so that we may prove ourselves. A loving Heavenly Father promised only to tee it up, but left it up to us to hit it straight and true and experience the benefits of reacting positively to negative inertia. Yet my trials seem to last long into the night of nights, far-reaching and deep. My pain is not dulled, knowing others have similar trials, some even worse, having escalated into loss of business, home, family, and friends. This is my Gethsemane, my personal walk through the valley of darkness, my cross to bear. Could I retrace my steps during times of plenty? I would remember how I reacted to trial then also. These were different trials, one affecting the health of a loved one or a wayward child stumbling without light, trials that hurt and cause me to react and to read, pray, and grow. But it was trial nonetheless that found me kneeling by my bedside or tearing while driving and having to pull over into a vacant lot and not just praying a prayer, but crying a prayer, a pleading prayer for guidance and light. At first, early on as a young convert of 18 years of age, I prayed to be released from my trials for God to solve my problems, to interfere and make things better. But as I aged and gained experience in trial, I realized there was a sweetness found during times of trial that was not experienced in times of plenty. Learn of me and listen to my words. Walk in the meekness of my spirit and you shall have peace in me. Doctrine and Covenants, section 19, verse 23. Over the years, I have tried to define the sweetness that comes from trial. I know that for me, it did not come easily or soon. When the trial first hits, it seems to come as a thief during the night, unexpected and swift. We are often confused and lost, unable to find a bearing that will give us hope. But if we are able to stand firm in the faith, however impossible it may seem at the time, and seek our Father in heaven in humble supplication. Study his words. Allow ourselves to feel the atoning sacrifice of our elder brother, Jesus Christ, on our behalf. We will start to feel a peace, a sweetness, a hope that this too shall pass. It is during these times of being in our most sincere persona that we begin to taste the sweetness of hope and of peace in the soul. Perhaps the effects of the atonement are felt more at this time than any other. We truly approach our loving Heavenly Father with a broken heart and contrite spirit, asking from the depths of our soul 
to be saved, for mercy to be extended, and for the hurt to be withdrawn. He answers that his son was sent to die for all, to absorb the hurt, to heal the broken, and to offer hope to the weary and downtrodden. If we will but believe, believe in him, our benefactor, even our Savior Jesus Christ, we will come to know that the sweetness we taste during the deepest of trials is his love for us, for me personally. He willingly took upon himself this darkness that I have felt. He bled for me that I might have hope. He allowed himself to be nailed to a cross and to experience agony of the flesh so that during my own Gethsemane, I might taste the sweetness of his love and sacrifice for me. One day the bonds upon me will loosen and I will once again experience the satisfaction of providing for my family. The cold night of nights will give way to a brighter sunlit day. Hope and restitution will replace the emptiness and self-incrimination that have occupied my being these many months. Yet the belief in a brighter day has already produced a dread inside my heart that with this passing of trial, the natural man will replace the sweetness I now feel. But mortal life is all about experience. And with the passing of time, that sweetness of trial will take its place among the effects of previous trials that serve to draw me closer and deeper into the loving arms of my Heavenly Father and Elder Brother Jesus Christ. I will have survived another test. My faith and hope are still shining strong as a beacon to the world that they too will survive again to taste the sweetness of trial. My friends, thank you so much for spending your time with me today in discussing the sweetness of trial. Please join me in future episodes as we learn how to not only endure trial, but to win from it as we continue our journey through my book, The Sweetness of Trial. <music>